you or someone you love needs help for an addiction, where do you turn? Foundations Recovery Network offers individualized treatment for the whole person. Our goal goes beyond short-term sobriety. We address substance abuse and co-occurring mental health issues together, providing a firm foundation for long-term recovery. The first step is often the hardest, but we're here with a free assessment, insurance information, and treatment options. Our confidential helpline is available 24-7, so call 877-714-1318 and discover the Foundation's Recovery Network difference today. Yo, what's up? This is Jacoby from Papa Roach. This is Ryan Lee. This is Wes. This here. is Bob Ford. This is Rich Roll, and you're listening to Silver Guy Radio. What's up? Thank you for tuning in today. Thanks to humans for bringing us in. And thanks to you for supporting the show. We're going to dive right in today. We're going to talk about honesty. I'm going to get straight to the point. Time is of the essence. It is so very valuable, I think, as I get into my older age, my mid-30s. A lot of you might say that's old. A lot of you might say that's young. Who knows, depending on where you're at in your own life. I feel like it's a good solid spot to be in, but what I have noticed is time goes by fast and the days fly by. So we're going to get right into this topic today of honesty. And uh, when I look back, as soon as I was able to be honest with myself and recognize that I actually did have a problem with alcohol and drugs, that's when I was able to start moving the ball forward in a positive direction. Uh, I had really fought myself for a very, very, very long time. I fought negativity, insecurity, anger, inadequacy. I even fought happiness, Um, as funny as that might sound. Of course, I fought sadness. Um, I was really an emotional roller coaster, and towards the end, I just numbed myself with any substance that I could get my hands on, and I really didn't feel much at all. I was pretty numb to to what was going on in my life, to my own reality, uh, to... uh, Everything really that was surrounding me from good to bad. And I had a lot of good things that I was really numb to. Like a beautiful daughter, beautiful wife. Um, was struggling with some other things at the time. And that is uh, probably why I turned to the substances to numb from that. But ultimately what it did is it numbed my whole reality. And uh, man, set me back a long time. Um, I had also possessed a victim mentality for most of my life. And uh, it wasn't until I started to get real with myself and uh, and talk about what was really going on inside that things very slowly started to shift. Um, this definitely was not easy. I don't want to make it sound like it was. Uh, so if you are thinking, you know, that, oh, you just went and did. I mean, no, that's definitely not how it, it, it went. It took some time. It took some patience. It took some motivation, some determination, all those cool words that uh, hopefully you had a good coach at one time in your life or you have one now. Um, a lot of coaching words going on there, but those can help with the motivation, with the positive buildup. Uh, definitely important to have somebody in our lives like that. So I hope you have somebody. If not, definitely find one. Um, now, you know, back to... Um, 
back to getting real and being honest. Like I said, this is when I started to do that. This is when things started to shift. Um, it was, well, I guess it continues to be uh, recovery in general. Okay, let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Because first of all, it, like I said, it wasn't easy. Um, and, it, and it is something that I have to work on every day. And I guess what I wanted to say was recovery in general, life in general, whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're doing, you know, whatever I'm doing in my daily grind, it's something that is a continuous work in progress for me. I'm constantly learning, constantly trying to grow, trying to do a little bit better, trying to uh, do the next right thing. And a big part of that for me, it means having a daily routine. And, um, you know, some of those things in my daily routine are working with a, a sponsor, um, recovery meetings, meditation and prayer, service work. Of course, Sober Guy Radio is a huge part, keeps me dialed in. These are just a few of the things that I regularly do uh, throughout my week. And since we're on the case of honesty here, it's very important that I'm honest and transparent with um, not only you, but myself too. You know, the meditation and prayer thing has been a bit of a struggle for me lately. Um, you know, this morning was probably, and, and I got to be honest, you know, I get a lot of resistance when it comes to both of these things, to the meditation and prayer. And I don't know why that is. Um, it's probably out of all of the things, that's probably the most resistance I get with these two things. And so that, I guess that tells me even as I talk this out right now, um, that, that there's a pretty strong force that's trying to stop me from, from doing that. And what that also tells me then is really how important that meditation and prayer is. So I did have a good talk with my homie Dave last night and, uh, we talked a little, little recovery, a little, uh, little refuge recovery. For those of you who haven't heard of Refuge Recovery, check that out. Just Google Refuge Recovery. I'll save the details. You can find those out on your own, but it's really cool. has a lot to do with meditation. And, um, um, you know, in the conversation last night um, with Dave, we kind of talked about this. And so I made a commitment last night. I said, you know, tomorrow morning I'm going to wake up and I'm going to get a little, little meditation session in. It'll probably only be five minutes. Well, I did do that, you know, when I, when I got up this morning and, um, I don't think doing something one time is going to all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden I'm saved and everything's great, at least in this circumstance, but at least it's a start. At least it's a start. You know, I got a little meditation in, I was able to disconnect from this autopilot mode that I've been on for a while now. And, um, you know, I need to continuously work through this stuff on the daily, no matter what. Um, and, and, and really try to stay dialed in. And the other important thing I think, and I talked about this in our uh, men's group on, on Monday night at CR was, or is, you know, just to not beat myself up for when I don't do perfect because I'm such a, a perfectionist sometimes at things. It's like a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, I don't know if any of you listening to this or like that, you want to get things done. You want to, people people pleasers too. We want everybody to be happy with us and we want everything to go our way. We don't want to make any ruffles. I don't want to have any drama, you know, so I tend to, um, try to get things perfect. And, and when I'm not, 
which is all the time, <laughs> you know, I can, I can be real hard on myself. So I'm trying to kind of step back today with that and, um, look at the reality of, of really what my daily routine looks like, what it's missing, you know, what I need to do better at and, and be okay with not being perfect at it, but just, you know, try a little bit better, try a little bit harder, um, give myself a little bit of grace and, um, you know, stay focused on that. Stay honest on it too. Give myself some grace. It's a good word, huh? Grace just makes me feel good just to say grace. Now, here's one of the other parts of this that can really jack me up is I can tend to think I have it figured out and it's kind of funny when I, when I actually just hear myself say that. And I, I don't ever wake up one day and say, Hey, you know, I have it all figured out. I don't have to say that, but it just comes in action. It just comes in getting lackadaisical in whatever I'm doing at the time. Checked out. I tend to wander. My brain will wander. My wife cannot stand it because she can be talking to me about something and I can be off in space like an astronaut floating around thinking about whatever it is I need to do tomorrow or did today or can't do or should do or want to do or need to do or, you know, and and that is a direct, I think that's a direct, um, uh, what's it called? Effect of me not doing the things that I need to do um, and thinking that I have it all figured out. That I can do it on my own, I guess. That's what I'm getting at. I can do it. I got it. I got it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fucked. That's kind of that mentality that I can I can get to sometimes. And, you know, thankfully, God can come down and slap the shit out of me sometimes and say, hey, you need to get back on track, you know, and that's a huge help to me. And thankfully, I'm able to, you know, be blessed enough to have have some help there. I don't have to do all this on my own. I don't have to carry this weight of the world on my shoulders. I can give that up to God and, you know, he can handle that for me. But it's staying in the conscious state and remembering that that can be so difficult sometimes in the daily grind of things. It's like autopilot, just on autopilot. And so what I'm realizing is even in this little meditation session this morning and a little bit of what we talked about last night is that there's a conscious level that I need to get to and I can't get there in the daily grind of what I'm doing every day. I have to get there through prayer and meditation. And so it has to be something that I start to take a little bit more serious. And this is a big accountability thing for me right now, I guess, and in a little bit of vulnerability and sharing. And I'm, 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 talking about this in the hopes that you can ask yourself too, since I'm being open, you be open. What is it that you're missing a little bit of? What is it that you can do a little bit better that you can learn a little bit more about? Um, and I don't mean to say that in more, more, more like to add more, because I know for me, when I start feeling like I'm adding more, I just tend to get stressed out even worse. But I think that there's a point where, you know, myself included, but all of us need to step back and just, and just stop for a minute and be still. I can only do that through prayer and meditation. 
So, I mean, I'm really realizing this, even as I'm talking this out right now about how important it actually is for me to do this on a daily basis, because I've, I've gone through waves where I can be really on point. And I think that's with anything in life. A lot of us go through that kind of stuff, um, you know, in all aspects of our lives, you know, we're never going to be hundred percent on point all the time. I have yet to meet anybody like that. And if that is you, congratulations. I know it sure as hell isn't me. Um, but you know, I had mentioned also to the victim mentality. So let me, let me touch on that real quick before I start going too far off on, on, um, you know, a tangent or whatever, the victim mentality. I possessed that for a long time. And let me tell you a little bit what the victim mentality is from, I guess this would be a clinical perspective. I, I found it, it is either on, on Wikipedia or somewhere that gave me a, an example of what it is. And I kind of shortened it, but the victim mentality is an acquired personality trait in which a person tends to recognize themselves as a victim of the negative actions of others. So how can I be honest with myself? You know, back to the honesty thing, because this does tie in with the victim mentality. How can I be honest with myself, honest about the reality that I actually live in and honest with others, my family, my friends, my spouse, my kids, my job, whatever it is, if I'm constantly playing the victim, I can't do that. I was never able to do that in all those years, you know, and I guess next to this, what I really have realized, and I hope that some of you out there are starting to realize this too, that the, you know, the substance abuse is really just a symptom of the ultimate problem of self. And that's me. You know, all these things, they don't, I still have to work on these things. Even though I don't drink or, or use drugs anymore, thank God, I still have to work on these things. Now, I also want to be very clear about something too with regard to the victim mentality. Many people are actually victims of terrible, terrible things, really shitty things. It's sad. And sometimes it makes me really angry to think about some of the things that the people I've, you know, that are the people that I love have had to go through and you know, all the people out there who I don't even know who go through just some of this terrible shit that we hear about, you know, many of these people seek out special counseling therapy, um, you know, that they get help for these things. And, and I just wanted to say, you know, I don't, I didn't want to disrespect anybody who has been through some serious shit by saying, Hey, just don't be a victim. You're having a victim mentality. That's not what I'm, I'm getting at. Um, you know, there's professionals out there and, and I would always highly recommend to anyone who's experienced like some sort of severe emotional or physical trauma to seek out some professional help for that by somebody or, you know, some um, place that can really help deal with that, some, with that kind of stuff. Okay. But whatever the circumstance may be, you know, how long do I let the wrongdoing of someone else hold me down and hold me back from whatever God has planned for my life. You know, and that's, that's really what I did for a long time. Um, by allowing, um, allowing myself to go there and, and, and sorry, I had a, a brain, brain shit there real quick, but one of the things that I can really be a victim of, guess what it is? my own mind. I can let my own mind really be a victim. And I'll give you a good example of that very briefly. 
um, you know, in my personal life, my lady and, and my kids have been not feeling well for it's like, it's been damn near like a month now. And I start getting the victim mentality. Poor me. I'm not getting the attention I want from my wife. Oh, why are they sick? You know, and, and what an asshole really, you know, what an asshole. And that's, that's the things that can happen. Um, if I'm not, if I'm not taking care of myself, you know what I mean? And, 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 and kind of staying dialed in on a recovery, on a recovery, you know, program dialed in daily on that. Um, now I also wanted to say something too about circumstances. This was the other thing. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Don't apologize. It's not a weakness. See, see what we're doing there. Why did, I've talked about this before, but do you ever not be able to stand when people apologize all the time? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry about that. Like, stop apologizing. I don't know why I just apologize to you, too. I, I do it still. So quit apologizing, okay, is what I'm saying. Unless you really mean it and have something you need to apologize for, then do it. Otherwise, it's a real sign of weakness, so just quit. Circumstances. They can put us in a tough spot, okay? But let me tell you something that I've really tried to stick to. I refuse to be a victim of circumstance, and I also refuse to let circumstances define me. And I say that with authority because it's true. So in order to not be a victim and remove the victim mentality, I have to be honest with myself. I have to ask some tough questions like, what role did I actually play play in the situation that has allowed me to become the victim? Right. And that, that might be a tough thing for, you know, depending on what the circumstance is. So once again, back to the severe trauma, I don't want to piss anybody off who's been through something that's, you know, super severe. That's an extremely difficult situation, you know, to, to deal with. Okay. But for me, I don't want to lessen mine, but it, it's, it's, there's definitely people that are worse. My victim mentality came from experiencing growing up in a broken home that was fueled by drugs and alcohol. Very unpredictable. There was a lot of love, very unpredictable, some, you know, difficult times for sure. I didn't have, well, actually, so what role did, did I play in that? You know, what role that that's something that I had to ask myself, you know, and I still sometimes have to ask myself, what role did I play in that? Well, I was a kid. There wasn't any, a specific role, but the role in it was that I allowed myself to become the victim later on. That's all I can come up with on that is I allowed that I had a choice to do that. And whether it was you know, unbeknownst to me or not, that's ended up, that is what ended up happening. Okay. So now I have to learn as an adult, how to deal with that and how to go back and start unwinding that. Um, and, and by the way, I want to make a public apology to my lady and my kids for not being empathetic enough to them for being sick the last couple of weeks. Um, I know it's kind of off, off, the, off the, um, you know, topic here really quick, but I just want to do that because, you know, back to the apologizing thing. Um, it's kind of funny that I just said, don't apologize. It's a sign of weakness and then went on to apologize. Did you catch that? Hey, it is what it is at this point, right? But I'm serious. Like part of this is when we're wrong, we promptly admit it and we move on. So yes, I'm apologizing on a podcast. I will also do this in person. But I just want to say that because um, regardless if I think that 
you know, it wasn't a big deal or whatever. There's obviously an issue there. And so we're talking about honesty on this. I'm just being honest. Okay. So back to the victim mentality real quick. Cause that just popped into my brain and I, I puked it out there. Um, what was my role in this? Okay. Like I said, um, the only role that I could figure out was that I allowed myself to become the victim. And let me tell you why I didn't have any choice about the home I grew up in. You know, I wasn't born and said, Hey, I want to grow up in that home, you know, with two parents who, um, you know, really did do the best they could at the time that they only knew how were young, didn't have a lot of money. Um, you know, things were a struggle. Okay. I didn't choose to have a father who struggled with substance abuse and a mother who struggled with codependency, whom I both love very much. Just want to say, you know, I'm able to look back now as a man and say, man, I'm, I'm proud of my parents for doing the best job they could. And I'm proud of, you know, how my life has, you know, or the journey that my life was on because I wouldn't be where I am today without have gone through some of the shit that I went through then. Have I always thought like that? Absolutely not. That's why I played the victim mentality for so long. But if addiction was the name of the game, okay, I was dealt a hand and I needed to somehow find a way to make a play, but I didn't. No, I allowed myself, I'm sorry, I didn't allow myself to stay in and fight. Here's what I did. I folded before the opportunity ever got to me because I played the victim. Does that make sense? So let's get back to honesty and kind of tie this all together and then we'll wrap this thing up. Number one, have you ever played the victim? Are you playing the victim right now? It could be something very small, just like, um, you know, not that not giving my wife sympathy that she deserves for all the hard work that she does. Not that that's small, but I'm saying that is small compared to some severe traumatic situation. But, you know, are you playing the victim on something small or, or something that is huge? That's something that honesty is really going to have you take a look at and figure out how you can start to deal with that. Um, which in turn, if you're still abusing substances or you're early on in that state where you're having cravings and really wanting to turn to that, um, you know, to help you cope with it. That's a big part of working this recovery program. And, the, and, and you address that in step work in, in working with others, being in community therapy, all that stuff. Um, and, and there's resources at that sober If you'd like to look into that more and all over the place, just go on the internet and start looking around. Um, also, have you always been honest with yourself or honest with others? Let me repeat that. Have you always, I emphasize always been honest with yourself or honest with others? Probably not. And neither have I. Okay. Neither have I. None of us are perfect. Let's not beat ourselves into the ground for it. Let's move forward and try to figure out how we can get better. Now, I know for me, I always have to be vigilant about my own thoughts and intentions. And right now I need to take a drink of water real quick. Man, my throat was getting real dry there for a minute. But, um, you know, this addiction thing can really have us locked into a very selfish and repetitive process. Um, I can tend to take on a what's best for me attitude. And, you know, that mentality 
And thinking like that can really get me in a spot where I start neglecting the thoughts and feelings of those who care about me most. And, you know, back to the example I used in the last couple of weeks with my family, resentment start popping up. Um, you know, I start seeing anger. I start seeing all those things. And I wish I had my big book here because I could go back to page 86 where it talks about what we do when all those things start popping up. Um, and basically, we need to look within. And it's hard to do when you're in that moment. Um, you know, and that's why I think back to the meditation thing, we take a step back, we can actually get out of those moments by getting on a different level consciously and letting our brains relax for a minute. Um, excuse me, I just burped and I tried to sit away from the micro. Do you just love the honesty today? I mean, I'm digging it, whatever, you know, it is what it is. And we're, we're, we're rocking this thing and we're going to wrap it up here in just a minute. And I hope this is helping you out there listening. I hope you're getting some, some good things out of this, some good takeaways. And I'd love to hear feedback too. Um, you can go on Instagram, Shane Raymer, you can go on Twitter at five, that sober guy. And uh, you can also go to the website. There's a form there you can fill out if you have any questions um, you know, and those go straight to the sober guy platform and we can get those, uh, answered for you, um, or start the conversation, whatever it is. Um, so I guess there's a, there's a, um, you know, there's a, there's a time for me where I really have to be very vigilant about everything. And I really have to be able to take a step back and look at my reality for what it is, whether it's, you know, whether that was the first day I got sober or now up to four and a half years in, that doesn't change. And the moment I start to do that, you know, going down that road of, I got it, I got it, I got it is when the honesty thing can go right out the window and it can go out the window fast. Um, so I think I too, I had mentioned about the selfish attitude and I did want to touch on that really fast because leading to the dishonesty in that and not only with others around us, but you know, myself in, in being dishonest and, and not fully recognizing what's going on, um, you know, this can leave me really disconnected and it can really skew my perception of what that reality is on, on the daily the daily basis. So back to it, that daily routine, so important. And I think this is why I continue to use substances for so long is to mask those issues from, you know, the past, even though the world felt like it was, it was pretty much falling down around me. Um, now also, let me, let me just say this too. And I know I've said this before, but I don't ever want to feel like I'm I'm using, you know, a car pile. That's why I used alcohol. I also used alcohol and drugs because I like to get high. So can we just be real, real about that? First of all, I mean, flat out enjoyed getting high, enjoyed numbing myself, enjoyed not having to feel and enjoyed feeling like I was high as a kite sometimes. Okay. I could numb out all the struggles of life. Now I got to feel all that shit and I got to find ways to cope with it and deal with it. And, you know, that's why I'm talking on this podcast today. Um, 
and and by the way, getting high as a kite, it wasn't doing anything for me, but destroying my life and setting me back years. So my perception versus my reality was really, really bad out of balance at that time. I wasn't being honest with myself um, at all. And this didn't change until I finally woke up one day and said, here it is. I need to be 100% honest with myself, even though it scares the shit out of me. Okay. And then what I said next is I have a problem. I need to get some help and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to make some changes in my life. So what do you need to be honest about? Um, Are you playing the victim? How can you change mentality and understand that you're not a victim of your past, but you're a human being with a future and a unique gift to offer the world? That's a great question. And then, um, you know, I'll propose this one kind of for all of us. What's one thing that we will all do this week to remind ourselves to be honest with ourselves, with others, with our reality, everything. I hope you got something out of this podcast today. Um, I appreciate everybody's support of the show. If you want more information, resources, or past podcast episodes, you can go to www.thatsoberguy.com. Thanks for tuning in today. Peace, love, respect.